Hello, welcome to From the Rookery End, from somewhere, as we come out with services, near uh, Leicester, uh, in the car, uh, with me is uh, Michael. Good day to you. Uh, Jason is driving. Hello there. And Kieran. Hello. We're on our way up to Oddersfield, um, and uh, we went a little bit of a wee stop, uh, and uh, we're going to start somewhere for some food and have a lovely, lovely sunshiny day on an away day to an already relegated Premier League side. What's that going to mean, then, for this game, do you reckon, Michael? It could mean a couple of things. Huddersfield could play with the brakes off. They've got nothing left to lose. Uh, they'll want to put on a show for their uh, home crowd, which has been very good throughout the throughout the two years they've been in the Premier League. It's been a good atmosphere there. So they'll want to put on a bit of a show for those guys. And I think they'll probably, despite Watford's recent success, have earmarked this as a, as a decent opportunity to get a good result. But... Um, they've been relegated for a reason. I've got absolutely nothing against Huddersfield. Uh, I think they'll probably have a decent year in the Championship next year. But quite simply, they're not good enough for the Premier League this time round. They've come up well, well, well short. Um, so you'd hope, all things being equal, Watford needing to build a bit of momentum to ahead of the Cup final. This should be, um, it'll be a challenge, obviously, but um, should be a win for Watford, shouldn't it? It should be. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that game and we'll see what happens uh, as this podcast goes on. But the, uh, the big debate and the big conversation we've had is all about walk-on music uh, and the fact that Watford uh, on Monday played Elton John's I'm Still Standing uh, rather than Zed Cars. Now, Kieran, who's in the front of the car, I'm in the back of the car, by the way, if you want to sort of picture how this is happening. Kieran, w- was that a big thing for you? Is it, a, is it a problem not having Zed Cars? I think it's a big thing, yes. Uh, because it created a lot of discussion. I was actually away for the game on Monday against Arsenal and was following it on social media and before the game had even kicked off or certainly during the duration, people were talking about Zed cars and and how the fact it hadn't been played. So yes, it's a big thing. Uh, For me, personally, and we've had a lot of discussion over the course of the week, it's it's not a problem and it's not something that... I'm massively offended by. Uh, I think for me, I can understand that there are a lot of Watford fans who are very attached to it and they have their reasons as to why they're attached to it. It brings back memories maybe of standing on the terraces with family members. It brings back memories of of maybe some historic wins that the club has had. For me, I'm not as attached. And I think it's. I have a very similar view to Zed Cars as I did when we had the discussion about the club badge things change and things move on and things evolve and I'm one of those people that certainly doesn't really have a problem with uh, with Zed cars not being played but on the other hand I do completely respect and understand why people would do uh, my attachment to Watford is maybe a little bit different to to some other people's uh, I don't necessarily have those memories as a child I didn't start going regularly to Watford until maybe the mid-2000s. I used to go as a child once in a while with my folks, but I was never one of those people who was consistently there week on week, so I don't have that recollection of Zed cars as a child. So I think for me it's a little bit different. I don't have an issue with it. I'm not necessarily sure that uh, the song that was chosen to play was the right one, but I don't have an issue with with Zed cars not being played, but on on the flip side I do understand why people would. Michael, where, where are you on the matter? I've taken some some time. I've tried to be grown up about this, and, and like I was with the with the badge, and take a step back and, and look at it dispassionately. And I can see one side of the argument: having a, a song that is linked to Elton John seems like a no no brainer. And on and, and one hand, you know he's he's an important part of the club. Um, moving away, perhaps something that's shared with another club. A lot of people think Everton when they hear Z Cars. 
um, other people just haven't don't get the association they've got you know this gener- a new generation don't have any affinity to it um, the more casual fan as, as Kieran alluded to not suggesting Kieran's a casual fan but might not have that, that same attachment to it so on one hand I, I get the discussion but I've taken a week now to, to digest it Zcars for me is, a, is an integral part of the match day um, it's not the song itself it's not the, the history of the song or what the tune means that tune now means to me either a couple of minutes before quarter to eight or a couple of minutes before three I still get or any other time yeah, when Premier League and do a game yeah thanks Sky um, and BT Sport uh, and Satanta and, and if, thank you all broadcasters um, that I still get goosebumps if I hear Z cars if it's on someone's mobile phone as their ringtone if it's when Tony Bellew comes out for a, for a boxing match um, or at Vicarage Road it means to me here we go this is Watford match day this is what I've been looking forward to all week um, we're about to get going this is this is Watford this is what I love um, it's about to happen you know the match day experience the, the game what the excitement's about to unfold um, well, Lionel Bernie, in his blog post he did about it, uh, he called it an, it an Orwell trigger. Yeah. And it isn't actually the song, it isn't actually the, 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 the game, but that triggers all the memories going. And that's sort of going back to what we said about the badge. As Geordie brilliantly said on that podcast after the fans forum where we were told that they're looking at changing the badge, not they're going to change the badge. But, you know, the idea that actually what is important to him, what is being a Watford fan, isn't the badge. It's you know, that is part of it, and that sort of sum, you know, sums it all up a little bit, um, and and gives that another trigger uh, for him. Uh, but this, you know, this, this song Z Cars does exactly the same for me as you said. It it evokes loads and loads of memories. It almost gets me in the absolute perfect place for for kickoff I mean, I within within 15 seconds. Yeah, I think it's important to say it's not just the memories though. It is Watford. It's just that little. When you hear the drum roll, you know you're like, right, this is it. The talking's over. The football's about to happen. And and Lion, that phrase that Lionel used is absolutely right. That oral trigger, you get in one, you get all your Watford history flooding back through you, sort of subconsciously. And you and you, this is a stepping over the white line moment. And there are lots of things that can be changed around your your match day experience. And and the sort of musical build up is is of course one of them. But I think that's one minute of the entire Watford experience and I think it's so entrenched um, if you lose that you're losing an integral part of, of the of the Vicarage Road match you know it's been been going since the 60s mm. um, and I'm, I'm not adverse to change I'm not scared of, of change but why my question would be why change something that means the same thing to everyone even if you're not a massive fan of Z cars when you hear it you know what's about to happen and even if you're not a fan of that song you know that drum roll means you're minutes away from seeing your football club in action so I've taken some real time and tried to be dispassionate about it but my my very strong feeling is I want to keep it 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 means so much um, and it's just so evocative that it's that oral trigger um, what, and what, why change it? I think we could. I think the the, the, the discussion about interweaving um, Elton John into that sort of pre-match build-up is is good, and I understand why we'd want to align ourselves with someone who's a, a global icon and an absolute superstar, and uh, and and maybe expand that sort of that link out a little bit, but not to the detriment of uh, of Z Cars for me. And, and I think the interesting thing we did a poll on uh, on from the Rookery and Twitter. Um, 
and it was a simple question it says it's irreplaceable or we're glad of the change and the the result was i think 60 60 40 in 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 favor of keeping it but what i thought was equally interesting was that the the side of those that were for it were vehemently for it very very strongly in favor of keeping it whereas those who had less of a uh, less of a vehement opinion on keeping it didn't hate it so the, the people that really wanted it really really wanted it and the people that didn't weren't quite so keen weren't didn't have a strong enough opinion to, to warrant changing it they, they were sort of like yeah it's okay it's Watford and they're the ones so it wasn't like oh god we need to change it we need something else we need something as you really know a dance track or a metal track with some drums or, or guitar so those I think that didn't didn't want it are sort of like oh yeah cool let's see what they come up with instead as opposed to having a, a, a desire for change they were like okay oh, but let's see Whereas the, the, the majority, you know, 60-40 is a majority, I think there's about a thousand people voted, so relatively small sample size. But the people who want it, want it badly. The people who aren't, who, who said they, they weren't fussed, aren't that fussed. So there's not a big enough movement for me to move away from it. That, that's my take on that. It, and that's very, um, it's a small sample size, but that's my, that's what I took away from it. Uh, you might ha- haven't heard much from Jason uh, in, in this because he is the man driving the car at the moment. But Jason, uh, keep or get uh, change Z cars? Um, for me, I'd keep it. I, I think I said on our WhatsApp group on Tuesday night as the teams came out, I didn't feel anything. Normally, I feel something when Z cars comes out. If we do change, it, it, like you guys said, it needs to be something that has got a quick build up to it. So maybe a, 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 a recognizable introduction but then a quick move a quick punch to something fast and pacey and these things can be adopted i've talked about newcastle and their use of um the the music from local hero which i think was an 80s film wasn't it so must have come in around that time and is now synonymous with newcastle and has been for for quite some time so they've managed to adopt something quite quickly and sort of make it their own so if we do change and we've got the right music then then we can do it but for me, I like Z cars. Well, I think that was the reason why we didn't beat Arsenal. Yeah, I mean, from a superstition <laughs> point of view, we've got to the cup final with Z cars. Don't change anything now. Everyone needs to be wearing exactly what they've been wearing in this cup run. <laughs> Whatever you've done on those on those cup ties, do exactly the same. And, and we've gone and changed the music. You're crackers. Absolutely crackers. A podcast made by Watford fans, fans. for Watford fans. From the rookery end. It gives me great pleasure to welcome once again to Michael Parkinson. It's Arlo. Arlo, how are you doing? Good. How are you feeling after yesterday's result? I'm good. And where does that leave us? In the table? Seventh. And what does that mean if we finish seventh? Europa League. Europa League. Now, Europe, an adventure. The question I have for you today is, how far would you be prepared to go to watch Watford? As in, like, a different country? Yeah. Mm. Or miles? The farthest I'll go is hmm, Poland. Poland. All right. Well, let's hope we a we qualify for Europe and b we don't have to go further than Poland. Do you think we'll qualify for Europe? I think we'll come eight. Oh, what? So we, we, will we win the FA Cup and qualify for Europe then? Yeah. Perfect. We'll take that. Thanks, Arlo. Bye. So it's always quite nice on a, a long journey for an away game to have a little bit of a 
a challenge, something to test our knowledge of football. Kieran, do you think you, you have a, a good knowledge uh, that we can pull upon from this challenge? No. Uh, well, Jason's with us, so Jason's very good with this sort of uh, trivia. I feel under pressure. Uh, well, well, we'll see. And um, I've just received, boys, a message from, from John Watson. Mike, do you think John Watson uh, is going to set us a, a good challenge or a, a, a challenging challenge? I think if anyone's going to set us a challenge to keep us entertained on our way up north, it's John Watson. What a privilege. What a privilege. So, Motty, what have you got for us? Hello, boys. It's Motty here, and here's your question for the journey. How many former Watford players are there in the Premier League this season? And who are they? I'll repeat that one more time. How many former Watford players are there in the Premier League this season? And who are they? Good luck with it. We've got until we get to Huddersfield to figure this out. So, who's first? Ashley Young. Oh, yes. Oh, Danny Rose. Uh, Oh, yeah, does he count lone players? Harry Kane. Harry Kane? Yeah. He was on Watford's books. Schoolboy. Was a schoolboy. Oh, let's put it down. Let's put it down. We've got to get, we've got to get them all down. Andros Townsend. Oh yeah. Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Um, do, yeah, I think should, should we like be Hector Hector Bellerin. Hector Bellerin. Yeah. What are you thinking here, Kieran? You're going through clubs. Jonathan Hogg. Oh, Jonathan Hogg. Jonathan Hogg. Yeah. Uh, Vidra. Um, does, does Tom Heaton count or uh, for the five <laughs> minutes that we had him well let's put it in we can't be wrong can we we can be no we're only wrong if we don't get it yeah but it's a total number isn't it is Jordan much in the Premier League this year no I think he's low he's in is America he in the champion? Isn't he? is he moved now is he um, clubs anyone else at Burnley no Arsenal done those Oh, uh, Nathan Ake. Ooh. Nathan Ake, yeah. Let's go through them. Arsenal, is anyone at Arsenal? There's Bellerin at Arsenal. Do we have anyone else on loan? Back in the day, uh, from Arsenal. Park, Park G. Young's not there anymore, is he? I hope not, for Arsenal's sake. <laughs> um, Man City. No, surely not. Is uh, anyone at Man City? Apart from with the day we nearly signed Tony Raheem Co- Sterling. <laughs> no. All right, Liverpool. No, surely not. Jermaine Pennant. John Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> I think they. How many in the Premier League this season? Uh, Everton. Charleston. Albert. Albert. Charleston. Charleston. Yeah. Yeah. Ken- Kennedy at Newcastle. Oh, Kennedy. Trying to think of who we've applauded when they've when they've we've oh yeah yeah those moments when they've they've come yeah. back and give a round of applause yes I know what you mean now hmm I was trying to think of goalkeepers we've not I can't think of many that we've sold have gone no, on to great a lot things. of the, so a lot of the Pozzo era loans, players have gone abroad haven't they like I was thinking of players like Alan Neom who's at West Brom it's not I can't think of many <laughs> it's a very good question though. It's those loans, isn't it? I think. Who, did, who have we had on loan from Chelsea? We had Kennedy, we had Ake on loan from Chelsea, uh, we had Chalabar, we signed him. Yeah. Uh, McNamee, where did he end up? 
Yeah, Jordan, Jordan. I'm sure Jordan Much is playing. I was still on their books. Maybe, maybe he is. I don't know. Did he go to Derby? What? Uh, oh, he might no. be then. Yeah, because he was at. I'm sure he was, he was in the Cardiff, States or something. Was it Cardiff? Wasn't he? Uh, yeah. Burnley. We've got Vidra. Newcastle. We've got Kennedy. Kennedy. Southampton. There's going to be some real little nuggets in there. There's going to be, there's going to be some horror shows. Oh, we might it? have already done it. Huddersfield is Jonathan Hogg. Yeah. Cardiff. No, no, Cardiff is there. Yeah. <sighs> Fulham. No. You'd, like, you'd, you'd imagine they'd be good, pretty strong, good players. You'd imagine yeah. they'd be good players to, to have left us and stayed in the, <laughs> in the Premier League. But they're, they're going back to the Harry Kane thing. It's like that was a youth player. Is he being that... Picky. That's it, yeah. How picky has he been? He would know. Let's have a quick run through the... T- the um... I've done through the teams. Right. <sighs> Let's see what we get back. Send him that. We get? Right, so apparently there are 11 and two of the ones on our list don't count. So they include... We had Ashley Young, Danny Rose... Harry Kane, that doesn't count. Andrus right. Townsend, Hector Bellerin, Jonathan Hogg, Matty Vidra, Tom Heaton. He won't count. He, he won't count. count. So he's not count. Nathan Aki, Richarlison, and Kennedy. So we've got nine. Oh, oh actually, two. no, there's 12. So we're missing three. Missing three. missing three. So we've got until. We've got to three. We've got to find three. We've yeah. got to find so one an hour. This is going to annoy us all day, isn't it? Still not got them. Yes, go on, go on, go on. <laughs> yeah. Jase? Danny Drinkwater. Yes, two to go. Ah. Oh, Dad, you're right. Go. I have one. Jack Cork. Ah! There was another one in Burnley. One to go, one to go. Right, I don't know how long it's we've uh, it's been since last recorded, but Kieran... The, uh, we found the answer. You found it. We now have all twelve. We, we didn't find it. Just like to point out, they did uh, didn't cheat. Didn't look it up. No, 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 no cheating whatsoever. We use our brain power um, and <laughs> aging memories. Who then is the twelfth man, Kieran? I believe it's Matthew Connolly of Cardiff City. Yeah, which I think Jace much? probably had a lot sooner, but dismissed it. Yeah, Jace. Poor form from me. He popped into my head, and I instantly dismissed him because um, I didn't think he'd still be playing in the Premier League. Poor, so poor 12, knowledge. Then? Full twelve: Ashley Young, Danny Rose, Andros Townsend, Hector Bellerin, Jonathan Hogg, Matty Vidra, Nathan Ake, Richarlison, Kennedy, Danny Drinkwater, Jack Court. We did try. To see if uh, Sean Dyche uh, in, you know, included as a former. And then final one we found with Matthew Connolly. Yeah, oh, that's quite a decent side, isn't it? It's not, there's no goalie. Put stick Matthew Connolly in goal. <laughs> We're just double checking Connolly because the ever so reliant Wikipedia has him as Cardiff City, but Cardiff City's website does not have him listed. What's the Premier League squad? That's what we nearly need to check, don't we? All oh, right, let's check that. We're not cheating. No, he's in there. I found it. Yeah. Right. Let's do a check. Let's wait for a message back from Motti on the text message. Is it Matthew Connolly? 
Bingo, it is! Whee! Yay! Yay! Champions! Champions! Oh, we're bound to win now. <laughs> You're listening to From the Rookery End. Oh, right. We've had a bit of uh, food. Lovely sunny day. Uh, joining us is Ollie Wicken, creative Hornet Heaven. Hello, Ollie. Good afternoon. Uh, a lovely afternoon we have here in uh, in Yorkshire. Now, you, know, you, you say creative Hornet Heaven. Um, how's Hornet Heaven at the moment? Is it, is, uh, is, is it as excited and a buzz for the FA Cup final as, uh, as we all are? There's definite excitement up there. There's a lot of emotion up there, which is not surprising for Hornet Heaven. Um, but a lot of reflection up there as well. I was listening to your podcast last week with uh, Lionel telling us about uh, his personal story for getting to the cup final. I think what's marked this out for me is that this arrival at the cup final is uh, a personal journey for for so many fans. Maybe they've been there before, maybe they haven't been there before. As personal journeys go, I don't think you can get a longer one than Henry Grover's personal journey, Uh, the man who founded Watford Rovers in 1881. And it was in an episode, I think it was in series seven, episode three, uh, that yeah, the ancient turnstile was playing up and was taking them to games uh, from a very very long time ago, and we were allowed a glimpse of the original kickabout that happened in Casbury Park, which gave us a little bit of insight into why he formed Watford Rovers in the first place, which had to do with the FA Cup. So let's hear that clip uh, to sort of keep that excitement for the FA Cup going, even though it's it's just under four weeks away. So let's go back to 1881 and Casbury Park. Where the hell is this? All they could see was rolling parkland. Emery gazed at the verdant sweep of the vista before them. The father of the club smiled and said, I recognise this place. Cassabry Park is where I first got a group of my pals together for a kickabout in 1881. In fact, I say, look, here I come now. Everyone watched as a teenage version of Henry strolled up. He was carrying a brand new football he'd bought. Oh dear, that leather jerkin I'm wearing is frightfully dull. I really ought to have dressed more flamboyantly for such an auspicious occasion. Auspicious? How is a kickabout in a park auspicious? Because it's the start of the football club we know and love today. This is the 1881 kickabout that gave birth to Watford Rovers, which became Watford Football Club. Exactly, Freddy. This is it. The moment I founded the club. The visitors from Hornet Heaven walked across the grass all the way into the middle of the kickabout, which continued oblivious to their presence. Soon, there was a break in play. The Hornet Heaven contingent heard the young Henry say, Right then, next goal wins it. Wins what, Emery? Well, Obviously, I'd love to be playing for the FA Cup, old chum, but we'll have to leave that to Hertfordshire Rangers, for the moment, anyway. For the moment? You mean, you think we could make ourselves good enough one day? If we carry on getting together like this and form a team, why not? Imagine it, Charlie. Lifting the FA Cup high above our heads, 
to a cheering crowd. Count me in, Henry. Let's keep practising and improving. Excellent. And as for today's game, old thing, next goal wins an imaginary FA Cup. The visitors from Hornet Heaven stood back and watched the final moments of the 1881 kickabout. The young Henry was determined to score the final goal. Soon, he won possession, barged his way past two challenges and smashed the ball between the jerkins on the ground. He jumped up and down with his arms aloft. Goal! Henry Grover has won the FA Cup for... Uh, oh, um, oh, I don't know. Um, Watford something. Uh, uh, Watford Rovers. The Victorian teenager clenched his fists in front of him, as if gripping something. Then he raised them into the air, lifting an imaginary FA Cup. Immediately, the young Henry was joined by his friends and future Watford Rovers teammates. They swarmed round him, cheering exuberantly. They all reached up to grab a shared handle of the imaginary trophy. The Henry Grover from Hornet Heaven, watching all this, wiped a tear from his eye and said, This is what I started this football club for. We've got unfinished business. Ollie, where can we uh, get Hornet Heaven if uh, you want to listen to not just that clip, but uh, episode after episode after episode? How many are there now? Um, there have been ten series and four specials, so I think I make that 44, but I am losing count. And we're going to add another one, so we're going to do an FA Cup final special uh, featuring Henry, and he's, uh, he's suffering from cup fever at the moment in quite a severe way. Um, so we'll be charting his journey from the semi-final to the final. Um, and you can listen to that at hornetheaven.com and on Apple Podcasts and on Google Podcasts and Spotify and Stitcher and you, basically your podcast platform of choice. We're the Orns, you're the Orns. Come on, you Orns! Right, we're back in the studio, uh, sorry, car, and uh, Watford have won. Hooray, hurrah. Uh, 2-1 away at Uddersfield Town. Uh, what a hot afternoon. Uh, Jason, let's talk about the game. Uh, it was a win, uh, and the first half seemed... Oh, we, we didn't really get out of third gear. No, it was it was comfortable, wasn't it, that first half? We were right down <coughs> the front as well in the first half, so it's quite hard to, uh, to judge the game. We, we played some nice football at times. We didn't threatened to tear them apart we got the early goal which is always a bonus um, looked like a good finish from Delafeu from where we were sitting uh, and, and I thought with, with the goal itself I thought we'd, we'd played some good football leading up to it then it looked like the chance had gone but then it, as Delafeu as we know now does best buys his time waits for the opening and then just slots it in the uh, in the bottom corner I think it went in off the post and yeah we looked reasonably comfortable I thought Huddersfield we let them have a fair amount of possession, but we kept it as we normally do, tight and solid in the middle. They had no way to get through the middle. They weren't sort of cutting us open there. They were always looking to go wide to create their chances. And to be fair to them, they were patient when they did that. They weren't so happy to wait until they found themselves an opening. But when they did, and when they were able to get crosses into the box, it seemed that Adrian Mariapa was on the uh, on the end of all of them to clear them away. Definitely the man of the first half, Mr Mariapa. 
Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, the, there was no getting past him. He, he was he was very solid. It probably helps, and this is going to sound harsh. Now, having said that, he's, he's, he, was a, he had a great first half. It probably helps that teams aren't looking to go through the middle against us because that seems to be where he gets caught out. Those sort of balls down the channels where he sort of gets turned and all of a sudden uh, he's, he's playing someone on side. So Pat, it probably suited him that balls were coming in from, from wide and he was able to defend those because that's what he does best. Second half came, Michael, uh, after a lovely song, a uh, new chant by the uh, children of uh, Huddersfield at halftime. Um, now, you, uh, it, we, we changed our seats, went a bit higher to get a better view of the game. Um, and the, the, but it, it, the game seemed to change quite a lot. I don't think Huddersfield were any more impressive. Um, I think we have to be honest and say they looked pretty poor. Toothless, I think, is probably the, the kindest description I can, I can give of them. Um, Watford, like you said, Watford never really got out of third gear. But yeah, they did. They did get a, a foothold of sorts in the, in the second half. And I, I thought that's probably the best atmosphere I've experienced at a match for a, for a long time. The, it often happens, doesn't it, when a team's relegated, the, the fans, so it has a galvanising effect. But the fans really found their voice. The Huddersfield, the home fans, found their voice for a good 20, 25-minute period in, the, in that second half. And that seemed to coincide with, with Huddersfield having Watford on the back foot, really. And we, didn't, you know, we were anticipating Watford to grow into the game, potentially, in the, in the second half, having had that, that lead. But that didn't materialise. And, and Huddersfield had a lot more of the ball, perhaps um, being uncharitable to... Uh, to our golden boys, perhaps through poor decision making from our lot, giving the ball away a little bit too easy. That was Huddersfield's purple patch in the uh, in the second half, uh, and Watford looked pretty average, really, didn't we? It was an average game, I guess. Um, you felt like if Watford did have to step it up, they probably could have done. Um, but yeah, I did. I must say, congratulations to the Huddersfield crowd. I think it does show that an atmosphere does have an impact on a game and I, don't, I wouldn't say Watford wilted underneath a, a tumultuous atmosphere but Huddersfield definitely grew into it Watford still looked very very calm and composed any questions that were asked of, of the back line were handled fairly comfortably weren't they uh, right up until the, the last knockings there with that, with that frustrating goal uh, but I thought to say when, as, as the game was unfolding I thought we're making a bit of a mess of this we should have, we should have put this one to bed um, but having had a little bit of time to, to cool down and think about it, that's, this is a game that you just need to come and win. In all fairness, you're not going to get an easier game away from home than, than Huddersfield. Hot day, they're relegated. Um, how much were they going to relish the battle against Etienne Capu flying around with his long limbs? Um, Decore doing similar. Will Hughes jockeying and harrying. Um, uh, Andre Gray doing the biz up front, working hard, and, and then Gerard Delafeu turning them inside and out. So... We were always. We said before. We hoped we should be. We should be too good, and we were too good. That's that's the bottom line. I would have liked to have seen us be more comprehensive in our win. Um, but fair play to Huddersfield. They had that little purple patch. How much of a purple patch it was, I don't really know. I don't think it, we it, we ever felt in danger, did we? But Kieran, yeah, the, that that side we put out, you could argue quite easily. There was no Pereira, there was no Dini, there was no Holobas, uh, and some some players that haven't played a lot of football this year. So you know you can sort of expect why it was just an an average Watford side. You could see the the almost the limitations of our squad. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. I would also say that those players that have come in though have have got an opportunity to to put their hand up and say, look, we've got some really important games coming between now and the end of the season. We have absolutely no dead rubbers every single game between now and the end of the season counts so those players that came in Ken Semmer and Chalabar got some minutes towards the end Isaac Success got some minutes towards the end this was an opportunity for them to put their hand up and say do you know what 
I don't want to be a squad player. I want to be in the first 11 for these big games that we've got coming up. And uh, I think that I've had a, t- a chance to reflect as well. I'm, I- I've come away indifferent because I think this is not a, a side that you can easily put away. I think on another day we could have done to Huddersfield what we did to Cardiff City. Uh, and I don't mean that to be disrespectful. I just think Huddersfield were and are quite a poor side and that's why they're relegated already. But as as the guys have said, you know, you need to come here, you need to get your win. We're up to seventh. I just hope that goal that we conceded right at the end doesn't come back to bite us because goal difference is playing a big part in where we are at the moment as well and it's very, very tight around the positions that we're in. I think if you do look around though, we've come away, we've checked the, checked the table. Wolves have uh, have drawn at home to Brighton, which Chelsea is a bad result. Um, Leicester and West Ham have drawn, so they've only got points. So I think at this stage of the season, it really is, especially with, you know, the FA Cup final isn't a conundrum, but also it is. You know, we're, I think we're all pretty much convinced that Javi isn't going to let them take the foot off the gas. And I don't think there was any real evidence of that, of that today. But it is... We are, it is something of a tightrope, certainly for us as, as supporters, isn't it? And to come here, get the win, check your phone after the game and realise that, that our nearest challenges to seventh place have, have dropped points is, is pretty encouraging, really. Um, the, the important guys are, are hitting form, I think. Kapu is looking... <laughs> I'm such a negative oaf I really am I get, I get so panicked I was like to Jace what are we going to do with uh, Etienne Kapu because we can take him off at half time because uh, yeah. I want to wrap him in kettle one I think he's so in, important to us um, but you know, that's, not, that's, that's just not what we're going to do is it and I think to come here get at this stage of the season get the win and for those guys to be playing showing decent form the fact that Jerry is is finding the net when he is, you know, the the second goal. I think one of us called it a, a championship goal. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was me. Sorry, that was you, Jason. All right, no need to apologise, my man. I, I we'll take any goal. Championship. Uh, I'll take uh, Vanarama Conference at that <laughs> at that stage. But the fact that Jerry's finding the the net and and you know what's that? Two today, um, two in the two in the cup semi final. Him in good form is a good good thing for us going forward. So ultimately. You know, as I think indifference probably a decent a decent description from from Hollywood there. But I'm absolutely delighted that we've come and, and got the three points, especially when you look at others slipping up, and especially when other teams around us getting plaudited. It's Wolves in particular have had a lot of a uh, lot of good press, um, and they're finding it difficult, aren't they? The last couple of weeks haven't been great for them. Whereas actually, and this is rare for me to say, it, Watford have just gone from strength to strength. Today isn't one that's going to, you know, we won't, if you know, we're not going to watch the highlights from tonight too many times, I wouldn't have thought. Check the record books at the end of the season. Watford 2, Huddersfield 1 and another three points away from home. We could have, we could have gone on and done more, I think. Um, so I'm, uh, we're about to head home, and I'm, I'm pretty happy, really. I think, I think we're only going to watch the highlights on Match of the Day tonight to see if we actually appear ourselves on the telly in the first <laughs> half because we were so close to the goal down the front there. But that was the Huddersfield goal. Nothing went near that uh, that end of uh, during the, the first half. But let's talk about the individuals. Uh, Jason Big Ken uh, played the 90 minutes. Haven't seen that from him. Like I say, he hasn't played a lot of football. Um, how do you think he's developing in terms of? I'm not going to sort of say, oh, do you think he can start at Wembley? No, he's not going to start at Wembley if everyone else is fit. But as that sort of second choice, that sort of uh, backup, do you think he's he showed anything today where you would feel a little bit more comfortable? Um, not really. Let's, let's be honest, it, it wasn't great for me. When you consider it, it was an opportunity for him today, um, up against a struggling team, and he didn't quite grasp it. There were a couple of, a couple of moments he was involved in the uh, goal, but from a standing start one on one against his fullback 
he struggled to beat him every time. There was a point in the second half where there's lots of olays going on as we're moving the ball around quite nicely. The ball's ended up at his feet and you just had this feeling because he was the defensive side of his man, he had the man um, between uh, him and the, and, the, and the goal. You just thought he's probably going to try and beat him here and it's not going to come off and it ended up with him losing the ball and then giving a foul away. And that kind of sums up his season, unfortunately. Uh, Kieran, uh, who else for you in that Watford, uh, the Watford performance today sort of uh, as individuals sort of uh, showed their colours? Um, I think you you guys mentioned it a little bit earlier. I thought Aidy Mariapa had a very good first 45 minutes. We mentioned that Huddersfield had maybe a little bit more of the ball in the second half, but in the first half they tried to to maybe catch us on the counter a little bit more and, and any ball that they put into the box was was mopped up more often than not by Aidy Mariapa. And I think he came in, didn't he, for uh, for Christian Cabaselli from the last game. And um, I think he, he, again, showed that, you know, he can be a really important player for us. And, and especially in games like this where it's maybe a little bit more of a scrap. There were some, some tasty challenges, for want of a better term, in the first half from some of the Huddersfield players. And uh, you need to be up for the fight in games like that. And, and AD certainly was in the first half. So I think for me, he was the one that, that stood out, certainly in the first. And, and, and Mike has already waxed lyrical about him. I think Etienne Capu has, has again shown what an important player is, just kind of glided around the midfield did what he had to do uh, alongside Abdullah Decora. I think a few people have said it, pundits have said it. Outside the top six, I think we have the best centre midfield pairing in the league and, and they showed again why they're so good. Uh, nice uh, um, performance from uh, Will Hughes as well, Mike. Uh, certainly showing his cooler, calmer head. Uh, and, and like you say, there was, it was a niggly sort of first half from, uh, from Huddersfield. Um, and even in the second half, nothing really from either side really got going. Uh, and he, he, he sort of you know, does what Will does and, and keeps going. I really, really like Will Hughes. I think he's important for us. He's, he's combative. He's very tough tackling. He niggles. He kind of... <laughs> It reminds me a little bit of John Eustace in as much as sort of just making his presence felt, making sure that the opposition know they're not going to have it all their own way. I think part of his job is to sort of um, is to scurry around, rat around, just make life bloody difficult, which when you're, when you're doing that alongside those two, Capu and, and Decore, who do strong defensive work, and, you know, Decore, what I loved, you saw him popping up while the second half was a bit low on uh, attacking opportunities for us. You did see Decore popping up on the edge of the box a couple of times. You thought, that this is great to have him there. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think there's a danger that other teams might underestimate Will Hughes a little bit. He's quite slight in his appearance and, and demeanour, isn't he? But there's nothing um, slight about his um, about his performances week in, week out. He's an incredibly tough, resilient, skillful, and talented player. And I think he's fast becoming. I think we picked it straight away. We always knew he was going to be a great signing for the money we paid. And if we can keep him fit, he could well go on to be. Um, um, you know, a, a real Watford legend. I think. I think he was great today. He does the hard work in games like this, and you probably see, uh, you probably get more benefit from him today, or more visible benefit from him in, in games like this today. He, he doesn't let you get bullied, and yeah, another top performance. And he earned his, uh, he earned his early substitution. I think. Yeah, it was reminding me. Yeah, you said Jonathan. Um, you said John Eustace. We were we were chatting about Jonathan Hogg to some Huddersfield fans on the way in. That sort of yeah, that that terrier. Uh, that he has uh, and Jonathan Hogg now is um, but yeah it was fantastic but we, we go on there are two games to come this week midweek Southampton at home followed by Wolves at home uh, unfortunately Troy Dean won't be playing at their Wolves game so they will not be able to jeer and him uh, for 90 minutes when they come in their uh, Mexican uh, wrestling masks well, how do you feel about Southampton 
uh, Jason. You know, they are on a slight bit of a, 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 a bump. You know, they're in a, a good place. We're in a good place. Yeah, they, they, they're doing okay. I mean, they, they're obviously, I think, I'm not sure if they're mathematically safe, but realistically they are going to be safe from relegation. Their new manager seems to be, um, has got them got them going well. But it's it's one of those home games under the lights at Vicarage Road when we know the crowd will be on good form because we've, we're now currently, as we talk, sitting in seventh place. So we, we are going for that Europa League spot, um, that guaranteed Europa League spot that we get if we finish seventh. So yeah, so why why can't we sort of put in a, a performance to match it? I think the, the the players today have shown they're good enough. I think one player we haven't mentioned yet is Messina. I mm. doubt Holobas will be back. Um, so I imagine he'll start again, and I think we get a good performance from him. That will certainly help the team. And uh, yeah, there's no reason why we can't get three points against Southampton at home. You mentioned Tuesday night under lights, and I really hope Vicarage Road is is bouncing. And I really do hope we see a fullish Vicarage Road. The the Fulham game was notable um, by a number of of empty seats, but you know perhaps understandable. Um, but let's let's be frank here the way we're talking about Watford we're you know as a as a group as a collective I don't think we've ever felt so confident and happy in in Watford and turned up at games expecting decent performances you know in in years gone past even if Watford were doing reasonably well I wouldn't travel to Huddersfield and expect us to win no matter how poor Huddersfield are and that's changed there's been a massive shift and the reason is simple this is the best we've had it for a long 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 time and it's not just good it's it's brilliant We're in the FA Cup final and we have now got it firmly within our hands to qualify for Europe. And just saying it out loud, that is (laughs) extraordinary. That is extraordinary. We've asked for improvements as season season on season improvement. I don't think I expected us to be... To be honest, I didn't expect us to continue to be in European contention. I thought it's definitely going to be better than seasons gone past. We're looking looking stronger. It's surpassed my expectations by by a long, long way. And now the, the finish line is in sight. It's still going to be difficult. We still might end up with nothing. But if we're in there with a massive, massive chance, with some massive, massive players turning in massive, massive performances. This is so, so exciting. And, you know, we're all a bit sort of not... not um, what's the word we're not dispirited by today's performance this is one that we just wanted to tick off and get done now we're going back to Vicarage Road back to our home we've heard what a difference a Huddersfield crowd can make when they get going they're relegated they're making noise we're trying to get into Europe we're trying to win an FA Cup final and if we can't get ourselves up and enjoy this because I think if you're enjoying it you do make noise you're up off your seat you're clapping you're joining in I thought the atmosphere against Arsenal in patches it's absolutely superb so we need to carry that on now. The, 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 the finish line is very, very much in sight. We need to do our bit now. And part of that is enjoying it, recognising just what an extraordinary position we're in and what an extraordinary season this could turn out to be. This is a brilliant Watford side in a brilliant position. And, you know, I can't get enough of it. Uh, I'm so, so excited and, and so glad we've got a game on Tuesday to, to carry it on. Tuesday, Saturday, Watford are going to win the league! Well, maybe not. <laughs> well it's going to go. Well done, Mike. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, and uh, we'll be back uh, with a little podcast on Tuesday uh, after the Southampton game. Uh, but another one next weekend with Wolverhampton Wanderers uh, talking about the player of the season uh, and who deserves that crown thank you much for listening do follow us on the socials at Watford Podcast uh, and uh, well Kieran what should the horns do come on you horns come on you horns